0: I'd say with a patchwork it's more intimidating because you're working on a large scale. You're really jumping into the unknown. Until you cut a fabric and you're cutting a fabric in a large scale and you're working on large scales, until you get that up on your design wall and you place something next to it, a fabric next to it, you don't know how the relationship's going to work. So you have to just push yourself to get enough up on the wall to stand back and say, Oh, that's where I want it to go, or no, it needs changing. And one of the beautiful things, uh, the luxuries that we have is I have Cave to turn to and say, What do you think to this? Or, and the same for me, he'll say, What do I think to this? And both of us are fearless critics with one another, and that gives you a little bit more confidence.
1: Welcome to Hello Atelier. I'm your host, Betsy Blodgett, and with me is producer Jonathan Getz. Now, if you are a regular Hello Atelier listener, you know that there is a special place in my heart for textile design. For seven years, I owned a fabric store with my sister, and we had the best time researching and buying and working with beautiful fabrics. But in a world with thousands of fabulous designs, some prints became favorites. These are the prints that if I run across them online or in a fabric store, I stop to re-admire them. And maybe buy an extra yard or two. One of these all-time favorite fabrics of ours is a corduroy called Jazz, designed by today's guest, Brandon Mabley.
2: How lucky are we that we got to meet with Brandon at his London studio, where he designs alongside his partner, Kay Facet. It was a real treat hearing firsthand how the two designers create work that is decidedly different but communicates well with each other.
1: Their designs are like the studio itself, which is also Kay from Brandon's home. It's an eclectic mix of color and print which somehow weaves itself into a rich layered design. It shouldn't work, but it totally does.
2: <laughs> Though I tend to be relatively conservative in my color schemes, a dark blue paired with a light blue is my combo of choice. I can certainly appreciate the grander schemes when they are well-executed, and these guys are pros.
1: We interviewed both Kaif and Brandon in a room filled to the brim with books, fabric, and yarn. Kaif, whose full interview is also available for download, joined in every so often while he needle in the corner. But chatting with him and Brandon, you could feel their total joy in creating.
2: I was certainly taken aback when Brandon mentioned his Alaska Iditarod experience, He described himself as curious, and it seems to me that his curiosity has served him well. After all, it was curiosity that made him ask to see Cave's studio in the first place, ultimately changing his path to become a designer. He saw an opportunity, and he pounced.
1: I feel like that is a lesson for us all. We should always be open to trying new things and taking chances. Like a few weekends ago, when that total garage sale stranger invited you to his bonsai club meeting... What if you had gone and like 10 years from now had become a bonsai master? You just never know.
2: <laughs> That's true. I could be pruning a tiny tree right now, or at least podcasting about pruning tiny trees. Well, at the least, this is a podcast that could be enjoyed while pruning tiny trees.
1: <laughs> That's true. But I think it's time we should kick it over to Brandon.
2: Oh, good call. Roll tape.
0: I had a chance to meet him with Kaif. No idea who he was, but he was American and he was seemed to be speaking intriguing things he was an author and artist and you know call by the studio and have a look and see what I'm doing and so i came started coming around on my days off and inst my instinct kicked in to tidy up and make order and then i started yeah started coming to the studio for about 3 months on my day off and keith was saying have a got this and try that and so and just give me that little bit of To me, it was just play because everything was out rather than put away in cupboards every time you finish your project or you stop working. The usual habit at home is just tidy up after yourself. Well, cave would just leave everything out, kind of like Aladdin's cave. And so finally I said, I'm really tired of where I'm at and I'd love to be more here, more permanently. And um, I wasn't afraid to speak my mind or if I was enthusiastic about something, I'd share it. Uh, whereas some people just hide behind a leaf and don't don't come out. If I didn't speak my mind and show my enthusiasm, I wouldn't be here where I am now. Mm-hmm. Cave would have just thought, "Oh, there's another deflated tire."
1: Brandon joined Cave Studio as a total craft novice, but in that jewel box of a workspace, he started gleaning information and soon picked up a pair of needles, determined to learn how to knit. Luckily, his inner creative kicked in, and he soon found his own designs featured in famed knit magazines like the Rowan Catalog.
0: Knitting took me a while because it was just getting your tension right, but I, I jumped in at the deep end because, you know, it wasn't just knitting with one color. It was knitting with several colors across the row, but my first design after being here at the studio uh, was published in the Rome Magazine, I think two years after I'd been at the studio. Then I was published under the title K-Facet Studio. Nobody else had done that. And then Roan finally allowed me to have my own name on it. And, and I-, I was
2: terribly jealous because the Italians grabbed that design of his and knocked it off and did it commercially. <laughs> I said, <laughs> they never steal my designs.
0: Yeah, and they did a good job too. We were walking through a, a street in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, and the garment was hanging there in a window. It was a very important lesson that Cave taught me there and then. You can either be very jealous and annoyed and put that energy into that, or if they've done a good job, consider it a compliment, and also think, well, they should have done their own, you know, uh, if they couldn't come up with the idea themselves. Uh, at least they did a, a good good job and be flattered and so that was a very good lesson because some people put too much energy into being copied and we everybody gets copied. you know there isn't really a new idea around case being copied i've been copied you could say that Amy butler has been copied or we inspire one another and it just move on quickly and better yourself
1: brandon's jazz fabric that favorite of mine that i mentioned earlier is actually very simple A repeat of wonky chevron stripes and an eye searing red, pink, and purple color combination. Like Brandon himself, the fabric is bold, cheerful, and bright and doesn't seem to take itself too seriously.
0: There's uh, a fabric that I've just come up with called You Can Can, and it's causing a lot of, a little bit of, I don't want to say controversy, but some people love it and other people. Uh, say oh it's rude basically i saw a row of cancan dancers and also i love the artist La Trec <laughs> and just the movement of those skirts and i just thought they were like abstract flowers so i ended and also i was with amy and david butler in tennessee for a vacation last year and i had my legs underneath this crisscross table and the shadows on the legs looked like i was wearing a pair of fishnets Well, i'm yeah, I will not ever be wearing a pair of fishnets. But th- that kind of idea—this is this is how my mind works. That's, and a bit of humour always goes a long way for me. An idea is never directly one thing to another. It's always lots of different mediums. And so I took the idea of those shadows, shadow crisscross, and I put fishnets on these ladies and the skirts. And so some people think that I'm—they're focusing on the ladies' underwear. Well, I don't even think about their yeah. underwear. <laughs> We'll originate a design and that will come out in stages. It's never just, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, it's going to be about. You literally are building up the story as you go along. You fill in a little bit of an area. Cave, Cave taught me to draw out the outline, then paint in a, a section, then paint in another section, and just fill in an area, then complete half your artwork, work, and then you can work out your half drop or repeat. And that way, you're building your story, and you can see if it needs a little bit more of this or a little bit of that. One of the most important things that we do for ourselves is to pin it up on the wall, stand back. You always have to think, it's got to read from a distance. You always see a bouquet of flowers, or a shirt in a window, or something from across the street. When I'm designing one of my quilts to go into the book, I try and primarily do it with more of my fabrics than mix it with Cave's and Phillips because. I'm trying to push my fabrics, or show people how, how to use them. Whereas when Cave is designing, he will use a mixture of his fabrics, F. Phillips, and mine. And what's beautiful about the collective is that we're three very different artists, uh, but our designs work together, but give one another space. Mm-hmm. If you do the, try and do the quilt just purely with your own fabrics, It doesn't cut it. I don't know. uh, Can you explain it better, Cave?
2: It's just richer when you have the handwriting. of. I mean, Philip does these wonderful botanical flowers and things, you know, from old uh, archive material. So there's a wonderful antique quality to his uh, prints. And then mine are kind of painterly flowers and geometrics and things, considering Mm -hmm. on color. And then Brandon is is really kind of very edgy, primitive kind of exciting,
0: ethni- ethnic feel yeah. to his... Uh- I, I think if you did a quilt all just 100% Phillips, it could look a little bit like a compost because there's lots of cut up flowers and cut up vegetables and, and dents. And with uh, Kaif, he's just got a, a little bit more of a simplicity, whereas I'm really simpler, but more graphic and bowler and when you place those together it gives the three of us it gives us uh, a little bit more space mm-hmm. one thing i don't know that's entirely clear is that Kaif and i oversee every step of uh, the way with the books yeah. and the presentation we would sign the fabric we cut up the fabric we then have it sewn and the instructions are written by somebody else then we find our lavish location to shoot the the quilts. We work with the same photographer. We style the shots with her and look through her camera at how we want. Then when that comes back, on, the art director for the book will work with her on the layout of how big and small and where we want the pictures put, the tints on the pages, the size of the font. All these little tiny things are very important rather than having white pages. So we're seeing the processes step by step.
1: Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by all the color and pattern and need a palette cleanser?
0: Well, my <laughs> my apartment on the ground floor is, is celebrating Keith's first paintings, that uh, his early, early paintings, before he came into the world of working with color, and they're white on white. And a lot of people think, really? I mean, the king of color? So my apartment is... It's quite minimal and it's, it has a very good natural light and it responds to the, the natural light. So that would be my part of cleanser. Um, part of it is when we're putting together recipes of color, the colors are harmonious. It can be a bouquet of reds, it can be a field of Renaissance tones, it can be a pool of rich blues. It won't be stabbing, jarring high contrast colour where it's really edgy and you're you having to blink 20 times before you get a focus. The work that we're creating, it's, it should hopefully be easier on the eye.
1: Are Brandon and Kaif artists who are also teachers or teachers who are also artists? It's hard to say. Many of the projects they design are destined as patterns in catalogues or in one of their many gorgeous books. But it seems like they spend as much time out on the road teaching as they do in the studio making. They generously spend their time and their talents helping others to find their own design eye and become more confident in their craft and their use of color.
0: I think that we're in the world of education. What we're doing in, in the classes is getting people to go where they wouldn't expect themselves to go. So they might come to class thinking i'm going to do a red quilt to go with my red curtains or i'm gonna you know i've got a pink bedroom i want to do a pink quilt and i'll just tell them darling you can repaint the bloody bedroom you know don't do that to yourself don't have a preconceived idea leave yourself open to the unexpected i often find people can tell you what they don't like so sometimes i'll say okay well tell me what you don't like so then, But then I'll use food as a metaphor. For instance, um, a gin and tonic is boring without the lime. You need that little bit of lime or um, you need that little bit of kick colour. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, lines that I use now is mistakes leave room for opportunities. And basically, it's if you don't like something, you change one colour, put something else in its place. The whole arrangement takes on a different dynamic. Uh, we're all afraid of making a mistake or we want to be but very often what I've learned from Kafe is if you bring in a colour and you don't like it leave it in there and then move on and then bring it in again and that attention is shared and quite often it becomes just that little ticket that is needed that you couldn't conjure up in your mind's eye until you actually saw it You learn from your the participants so much because one of the beautiful things is that we will encourage them to put up their cut pieces on the wall. Then we walk on to the next person rather than stay there and wait for the paint to dry. Mm-hmm. They're having to st- put, uh, stand in front of their piece and they're thinking, they're thinking. We're walking away and looking at somebody else to come back. And then when we come back and look at their piece, we're seeing progress. So that says to us, if you're in doubt, walk away from your work. Leave it up on the wall, but walk away from your work. Refresh your mind. When you go back, you'll see it with fresh eyes. So that's a big one um, we learn. I mean, we're all insecure. None of us know where we're going, what we're doing. We certainly don't go, go at it with a preconceived idea or how it's worked out. And that's what keeps it exciting, is mm-hmm. just jump in blindfolded and go at it. And it's uh, it's amazing what happens. That's part of the reason why we do as many workshops as we do and design uh, at the rate that we do is that we're constantly reinventing ourselves. Mm-hmm. For me, it's not what they've done in the class, it's what they're left thinking about. That they say to themselves quietly, I shocked myself. The classes are intense and yeah, it's, um, I want them to realise that they can actually have a go they can do it and it's about them not about us when you do something that you feel like oh my gosh i did that and oh my gosh i'm really intrigued at what i'm looking at and that is something that's keeping my attention made me smile inside then that's what that's what i'm hoping for
1: if you enjoyed listening to brandon's story be sure to listen to our interview with his design partner Kay facet available now Also, don't forget to visit HelloAtelier.org to see our photos of Kaif and Brandon's color-filled studio and house. Hello Atelier is a production of the Phonicalia Media Network. An easy way to help support this program is to subscribe for free on iTunes or Google Play. Or just tell a friend about the show. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see extras from the podcast and to live a little Hello Atelier every day.